Bitches have. <laughs> I said I got my boy Larnell what up? in the building. Hey y'all, it's your girl at Joy Leah, and welcome to Backstage with Joy Leah. Today I will be talking to producer Larnell Foster. We're gonna be talking about his new film, his newest film, I would say as well as all his other projects that he has going on and his future endeavors. We're also going to be talking about black people in movies and production. We're going to have a good conversation about producing and us black people being down with that. So y'all sit back and enjoy this podcast. Hey y'all, again, welcome to Backstage with Joy Leah. And like I said, we are going to be backstage tonight talking to producer, movie extraordinaire, Larnell Foster. (coughs) You guys, me and this man go way back like Kodak, okay? So we are going to get into it. I want to know everything about what he got going on, especially with this production, because I'm trying to get in the movie, y'all, okay? So, (laughs) hello, hello. So, Mr. Larnell Foster, welcome to Backstage with Joy Leah. Thank you, Joy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You see, I got the effects going on. You can't hear, but I got it going. But anyway, Larnell. Welcome to Backstage. How are you? How is everything going? I'm good. Everything is going great. I just literally got back from New York City. All right. And... Feeling good about that. Okay. So you feeling the juices I know from the city. You know? Feeling the vibe. And you are just ready to go. So I am so intrigued, cousin, about your new film and your new... You know, production. I mean, I, I've always known you being into acting. I remember when you were in the Coca-Cola magazine years ago when you first started. I'll never forget, okay? <laughs> but you've been in this game and been trying and been focused. And now I see you shining and really, you know, have found your mark. So tell us, you know, a little bit about Mr. Larnell Foster. And, you know, tell us about, you know, what you got going on, producer. Extraordinary. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's interesting. If, yeah, you've known me for so long. You've seen parts of the journey. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I went, obviously, high school. Then I went to Northwestern, and I focused on acting. I got my Master's of Fine Arts in acting. And then I moved to New York City, and I realized, you know, once I was in New York, I actually, having gone to grad school, it was very clear to me that the acting part of the game just wasn't for me. I mean, this business, as you know, is a hustle, but I felt like the acting part of the hustle was just not going to be in the cards for me. Um, but I have props for those who do it. And I kept wondering, like, what could I do that? work for me where I could still be in the business and it became just like really clear to me that that since I understood what it was like to you know try to get these jobs and to work in this business and how hard it was I was like having the understanding I can probably help other people who are attempting to do that and so that's why I went into representation and so the short story of it is that I got a I got a well I got a job but I really got a job in the training program at William Morris Endeavor, and which is like also known as WME, and they're headquartered in LA. But they they have another office um, in New York City where the focus is more on theater, books, and music. Okay. Um, and that is the route that I decided to go. I ended up in the theater department. 
what's really interesting about what William Morris does is that you actually start in the mailroom and you have to work your way up. Uh, so you are literally in the mailroom, in the basement, no windows, and you every single day you sort the mail to it <laughs> like four or five times a day. You then get on the elevator with your fellow trainees <laughs> and you deliver mail all day. And you can do that sometimes for like up to a year. Some people do it for more than a year as you also try to build relationships with the other agents. Okay. And eventually, hopefully, as you're doing that, you talk to agents, but you also like observe what is happening in different departments. And what I started to realize as I was doing that is that the love that I had had originally was still the theater, and I was drawn back to going into like that theater department. But what I also saw was that it wasn't going to be, for me, it wasn't going to be talent, which is like what they call the department that represents actors. It was actually going to be the lit department, literature department, the theater lit department, because that's who they were representing, writers and directors. And I was just so drawn to that. And so ultimately, I ended up getting what they call a desk at... um, (laughs) Yeah, like you are, like, because you work on the desk of one of the agents. And so I got a desk okay. in the theater department, in the theater lit department, and I worked for that agent for about two years. I mean, I learned so much. I mean, those things you see in the movies, you know, like your bosses, you know, I mean, my boss was really kind, but at the same time, you're answering all their calls, you're getting their coffee, you're making sure that. You know who their clients are. You're creating those relationships. You're going. I was going to all the shows. I mean, I was just learning so much. And wow. What was also really cool that because I was in New York City, is I was going to shows every night. But I also started to watch a lot of comedy shows. I was going to see a lot of stand up. You know, you and you and your own stand up. Um, the Joy Leah show. <laughs> Just started to take notes. To actually to the whole company, and someone in LA started to take notice of me, and ultimately they asked me if I wanted to move to Los Angeles. Okay. And be in the motion picture literature department, and at the time I was just like, you know, why would I say no to this opportunity? Because L.A. is the headquarters of the whole company. Right. Um, and L.A. is, you know, the epicenter of entertainment. Right. And so I was just like, I would be an idiot to say no to this. I mean, you know, at the same time, I felt like some people were also like, you're an idiot to leave. You know what's so crazy, Joy, is as I was leaving, so I did make the decision to leave. <laughs> I let my boss know. And what's so crazy about it is when I was leaving, there was this man there who we were representing, and he would come into the office, uh, you know, probably once a week, and his name is Len manuel and he was doing, he was about to start a musical by the name of Hamilton. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, huh, I wonder what that's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> and off I went to Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> uh, wow. started on the movie side of things. Okay. And that was a whole nother experience. I mean, it was like I, going from the New York office where I kind of wore a little cashmere sweater and corduroys and some loafers um, and the theater department to like wearing a suit every day and just the energy of that office and the intensity and just really being like, oh my God, like this is scary. <laughs> like, I'm in like the real deal. Like we are in the like, shark tank. Yes, in the Shark Tank, we're making movies. Right. We're dealing with, like, a lot of money. Okay. And we're dealing with a lot of personality. And and some huge talent. Yeah, huge talent and huge agents. Right. These agents make money, and they don't play around with their money. (laughs) And you don't play around with their money. Yeah, and so that was just like a full shift. And it was also just the hours and the traffic in L.A. and the people and going out and meeting everybody and everyone. And what was really cool, though, about being in L.A. and at WME is that everyone knows WME. So it's like you go.
go out and tell people you work there, and they're just like, oh, my God, I have a script for you. Can I get a meeting? Like, <laughs> can, can, you, like can you get lunch tomorrow? Like, can you get coffee? Can I come over to your house? Can I wash their clothes? <laughs> Get off um, my dick. Because <laughs> yeah, in New York, I would say I worked at WB and people were like, is that a store? <laughs> I mean. And in LA, it was like. They knew. You my best friend. Right, right. It, you know, LA is different from New York, you know. So different. And also the learning curve was so different. I mean, there was just so many things I had to learn very fast. I had to know the studios. I had to know the heads of the studios. I had to know the production company. Wow. You had, you know, I mean, also they have a thing called coverage. I had to be reading scripts all the time. I had to know, like, who wrote those scripts, who they wanted to attract as a director, who they wanted to put as actors, producers. Like, and so wow. it was a really big learning curve to know, like, how this business works, what the standard is for, like, payment, you know, just all of these things, how you get someone a role, how you get wow. someone a directing job, how you get all of it. And I was just like, wow, this is so interesting. And also, like, so... You, you saw the business. Like, people yeah. see the acting. People see yeah. the red carpets and the Oscars, and they see all that. They don't know there's a whole production yeah. of thousands of people behind yeah. the scene. Millions, <laughs> honestly. Millions of people. I mean, if you think of, like, just one movie or one TV show, you know, or miniseries, any of it, it's like, yeah, there's so, I mean, even for the theater, so many people have to do with, like, how you end up seeing something on your for two TV hours. screen or movie <laughs> screen, yeah, or on a stage. Wow. Yeah. And, that- and without all of those people, you know, it's, it's not possible. And, you know, and that was what, and, you know, I mean, and just knowing that, like, weirdly enough, I was a part of that. But also trying to, once again, I think that's what you also, for all of us, have to realize. I'm sure you think about this for yourself, too. It's like, what is my role? Like, right. What am I best at? How can I help? How can I not get fired? <laughs> um, you know, like, what am I, like, you know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What What is going to keep me afloat in mm-hmm. this business? Wow. Um, but that was the thing that you're always trying to figure out, too, because, like, ultimately, I was like, I can't, there's not, 99% of the time, too, you're not going to end up being an assistant for the rest of your life. Right. But you're also not necessarily going to be an agent, you know? Like, that was a big part that I was also struggling with when I got to L.A. was that, like, the job of an agent, and just so I'm clear about that, like, the job of an agent even if you're in theater, on the literature department, or you're talent, you're you got to know how to sell. Yes, you exactly. You got to. You have a product, and you have to sell it. Like yep. the product for like in the motion picture department and the literature department is, yeah. you've either got a script or you've got a director or a writer that you've got to sell. Right. I've got to be able to get on the phone and say, and sell it. Hey, Joy just wrote this script. Will you buy it? And it got to sound like the best thing since sliced bread because the entire world. And if you don't buy this, you're gonna miss. Right. Well, you know, sales reps. Any company will tell you, sales reps run the company. They keep the money coming in. That's why sales reps make so much money, and that's probably why those agents make. And everybody can't do that. Other people have to do customer service. You know, like they don't mind getting the coffee. You know. Everybody can't sell. I can tell you that right so now. What? I said everybody can't sell it. They no, some sharks. They can't sell, but you know, this is the thing too. And I think it. I want to make sure I say it in the right way because I don't want to insult anyone who is great at sales because I'm very impressed by people who are. I think you've got to also be either convinced that the product you're selling is actually that amazing. Yes. Or you have to be willing to lie. Right. Like, oh, there's no one. No, it's both. Look, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's both. And it's, it's you think you really I, do. I was only willing, I only wanted to sell a product that I was fully behind. 
you def well, you definitely can't do that because that means you're looking at integrity, you're looking at character, you're looking at all this type of stuff. Now, if R. Kelly was your client, you wouldn't represent because you look at that stuff like that where an agent is like, or a sales rep is like, I don't give a fuck what this dude did. I'm about to get paid. He can sing. Okay? Yeah, like, retention look you're good with retention you keeping them you know how to manage the you know you know manage the relationship some people could know how to bring them in and then there's those people that know how to keep the relationship going and that's what it sounds like you're good at you know i don't need to bring once they get to know you they're gonna love you and that's just how you are just in general you know what i'm saying
happen that are so like wonderful and tragic and I've always been just curious then about how we tell those stories. Mm. Um, and ultimately we usually do that through film or television or through the theater um, or through music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or books. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and so it's that, or putt. <laughs> um, you know, and so I was literally just like so interested in like how we do that. I mean, even, you know, when you and me and Leah and Justin would, you know, perf- do performances <laughs> for our family, you know, like it's like we observe, we would observe life. Yes. And then we would come back home and say, now we are going to perform life for you. And we, and then also think of all the joy that brought us and all the joy it brought them. Did you know, cry? To like have that experience. And I always like, for whatever reason, that like just never left me, you know, mm. like those experiences that we have yes. shared together, yes. I just never let go of. Like I was like, I want to continue to do this for like my life. The rest, of, that's <laughs> like, my job. That, and you know, Lorna, that I've always you know admired that about you that you went after that because we were doing that growing up, and yeah. you know, and then you really got into acting, and then you started getting the plays. We used to come down, you know, to Evanston, and you were in this play and doing this, and I just was really like, that's cool that he's going after it because there's some people that. You know, I'm I'm gonna get discovered. No, you really learn the art. Yeah. You studied the art. You performed <laughs> the art, and you worked in as a slave. It seems like in the art, especially in New York. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you really got your feet wet. But I mean, it seems like you learned so much. Yes. You know, you've learned to the point where now that you are, you know, seasoned, you can really. Now do your own movie and do stuff, you know, on your own. So this new movie, okay, yeah. let's get into that, okay? We <laughs> at Minnesota Film Festivals. We at no Missouri Film Festival. We are Minnesota. No, you're right. Oh, okay, Minnesota. okay. We yeah, at Minnesota okay. Film Festival. Minnesota we are, yeah. you know, Minneapolis. Have, so Minneapolis St. Paul was where the yeah the film festival. And then we have you know trailer out. We are really getting into this film career full throttle. So what made you, you know, do this movie, this type of movie, and, you know, and in the grind and, you know, getting it out there. You know, let us know how it's going. You coming from, you you started from the bottom. Now you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty hard to start at the top. If you do, there's nowhere to go but down. <laughs> You're right. Um, and just to be so for the audience, so it's like clear is that it, yeah, the movie premiered in May at the it had its world premiere at the Minneapolis St. Paul Film Festival, and the movie is actually now also it is and it's, it has been released, so it was released May 24th, so okay. it is out and about. Everyone can watch it. I'll explain that again. Go Polly, right? Polly, go. Polly, go. Go Polly. Go Polly, go. Go Polly, go. Okay. P A U L I E. His name is Polly, and his last name is Go. So it's actually a, like the main character's name, Polly Go. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, yes. and it seems so, like Polly is looking for um, his professor, or yeah. So, so I can. Do you want me to tell you what the movie's about now, or do you want me to go back to like how it all started? Well, no. Let's start with how it all started. Let's start with okay. that. Okay. So the so so what we established is ultimately I left WME and I went out on my own as a manager. Okay. And in doing so, I, of course, needed to also have some clients. And you okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. You, you get through this. Give me a little bit of water, something, but I'm good. <laughs> Ooh, like now it's crazy, y'all. Y'all do not <laughs> 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 
โอเคอะไรเนี่ยเ
is leaving high school. He's still kind of doesn't have a lot of friends. He's not um, very comfortable in his own skin. He's looking to find like who he is. He's like, but also there's there's got to be something that he seeks. And so he was like, the idea should be that this character Polly, his his passion is artificial intelligence, and that he really wants to go to a school where he can study artificial intelligence under a professor. And when all is said and done, too, Polly has always gotten everything that he wants. And when he applies to go to school under this professor, he doesn't get it. And what Polly then realizes is that this professor actually summers in the lakes of Minnesota. (laughs) So he decides that he will leave Los Angeles on his own and go and find this professor and convince the professor that he should go to this school and that he should study under him. And, of course, for a kid coming out of Los Angeles to go on this journey to northern Minnesota in a place that he doesn't know, um, what he also gets to find is that he comes into contact with this character, Avery, um, female character. And what you realize, too, is that Polly and Avery are both seeking some things in life. They're young, and they have a lot of growing up to do, but also... They've got a lot to find within themselves, but also outside of themselves. And like, so they decide together to go on this journey to find the professor. I don't want to, you know, tell too much, but it seems like it's gonna, it's the comedy as well. It seems like it's it's very, the, the, the guy Avery, if that's his, the man. The girl, the the girl is Avery, the guy is Paulie. Paulie has a little character to himself, it seems like when you watch the trailer. Which I will be posting as well, you guys. It's a great trailer, so make yes, sure you check that out. Um, I would love for you to watch the movie. Oh, I will. <laughs> Trust and believe. I've already seen the trailer. I've already looked into it. I just have to sit down <laughs> and watch it. I, I don't have any time. It seems like I haven't watched a movie in years. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the good thing too is you. It's a kid. It's kid friendly, so you can watch it with the whole family. Okay. Yes, it is a family movie, y'all. So that's another plug. And I will make sure I sit down and watch because, you know, Savannah's about to go to college soon as well. We've all been yeah. in that situation. So it's good to see when yes. you don't get your way, you know, and you take matters in your hand to do what you got to do because that's what you got to do as an adult. But um, it seems like it's going to be, you know, a very, very, you know, good hit of a movie. Especially, is this one of your first movies? This is this is my first movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, and what's really great, like, I mean, I, I'm trying to say this in a way that I, well, you know what, I'm going to promote myself, why not, um, is what's really cool about this, Joyce, it's my first movie um, producing, but, you know, too, like, I'm just so proud of Andy, I'm so proud of Jake, I'm so proud of everyone that was part of it, Lauren Hogarth, Laura Ivy, like, the people that worked on this, because for, you know, it, but for me, though, I will say, black male yes, and producer <laughs> yeah like that when I first time producing ever I also was able to like I was able to be a part of a team that also I mean people fail every single day in this business and for a first opportunity to produce to actually sell the movie well you know first to get the movie made right. which is a huge huge undertaking mm-hmm. to get the movie made to yes. get the Zoom call, and we were like, we're not giving up. 
And we figured out, we had to add a quarter million dollars to our budget so that we could um, meet all the COVID protocols. Wow. Um, And we had to make sure that the entire cast and crew, production team, everybody was in a bubble for the entire production and that everyone went by all precautions. And it is so crazy, Joy. For a third, I mean, we were there for pre-production, some of us, and then everybody was there for a 30-day shoot and not one person throughout that whole experience got COVID. That's good. How long was production? When you add pre-production, it was, I believe it was about 75 days. Wow, that. But that's... the actual product, like when you look at just production, it was 30, I believe 30, it was either 30 or 31 days. Okay. That was shot the movie. Yes. Wow. Wow. During COVID. And you guys During all stay COVID. safe. That's great. That is extraordinary. And I know you want to put that on the map as well because to, you know, to stay sanitized and to get through something like that, you know, just lets you know how efficient you guys are and how, you know, yeah. you know, goal oriented you were to get this done. Yes, you know, and, and not because you could have waited two everyone. years. You know, so what? I said, because y'all could have waited two years. And... Well, we couldn't have. I think that's the other thing sometimes that people have to understand in filmmaking, all of the making, about all of the things. <laughs> is sometimes you're met with something where you're like, if we don't get this done right now, we won't. Like, I mean, like for instance, Ethan, who I wanted to bring up again, it's like, Ethan, that kid, so he was nine years old, Joy, when we did when the short film was made of Polly, he mm-hmm. was now 18. So the same kid <laughs> is in the feature. Wow. And at 18 years old. And the crazy part about that is we, we were filming Polly the feature as and right when we were done with filming, Ethan went off to college. Wow. So it's like, those were certain things like Madison who plays Avery. Like when you're, you there? Yes, I'm here. Give me one second. Oh, um, yeah, but go ahead. Keep talking. You're the screen one. Yeah, it's coming back. Give me one second. Okay. Um, like Madison, you mean? Like you have to realize all people on a on a film like have other jobs right after. Right. So you can't just say like, oh, you know, if this doesn't work, <laughs> like we'll just do it next year, <laughs> or we'll just do it in two years. It's like no. Like, that's not how it works. It's like, this is the frame of time we can do this. If we don't get it done now, we can't. I mean, and the other thing that is very important about that even is because of COVID, we were so aware too, Joy, like, you know, we're a lot more relaxed perhaps now. But remember back when this all started. Mm-hmm. You know, if one person would have gotten sick, and you remember too that, like, we didn't really know. Yeah, everything was shut down. If yeah. one person had gotten sick, we were we had to shut down production, and that would have been the end. Yeah, and it didn't happen. God, didn't. look, God, now I've got to go to both of our fathers. Huh? God said it's yeah. to happen. COVID or not, this is, <laughs> and yeah. your name will be attached to it. <laughs> and it was so wonderful, too, like you said, your first feature film, but I would also attest to the grind that you have been on. You know what I'm saying? You t- to to you knew a good project. You knew the right people to work with because of the grind you've been on. You didn't come out the gate as some regular person trying to make a movie, Hood Chronicles. I mean, not to say that Hood Chronicles wouldn't be a great movie, but I'm just saying. Uh. <laughs> you just said people make movies, folks, never see. This is true. <laughs> you know, never. And you're, and I mean, the quality of the movie, you know what I'm saying? The trailer, everything about it, it looks legit. And my boy is a black man, okay? <laughs> okay, and this ain't a black film, y'all. I'm just let y'all know that right now. But it's, uh, there's diversity. It's diversity there's in the film. The lead is an Asian. Yep. And also, well, there's, there's it's full of diversity. Yes. But also, um, Tracy Toms is in the I mean, there's there's some great diversity, so support. <laughs> yes, no, support, support. But people will think because you're black, you had to oh, do a black yeah. movie 
or you know, or you know, I'm not not ain't nothing wrong if you wanted whatever you want to do, but I just think that you know the choices that you made was due to the relationships that you had yes. and the 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 struggle and everything that you had been through in the business, which made it you know a a, a perfect match, you know, and then yes. you know, then and I you, will say too that that's a good. You're right, and also what was very important to us making this movie is that we did want to make a movie that looked like the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so never did we say, like, like whitewash this. Let's just, it was very important that we had a diverse group of people, not only in the movie, but on the crew, on every in every department. Wow. So many amazing people and that represented every background. Right. And that was also so really amazing, especially because we were in a bubble. Um, just how how great it was to still be like, okay, like there are different types of people here that I can be in this with. The other thing I wanted to say that was really um, important, and I know would apply to a podcast like this, is that we were in Minnesota, Joy. You know, getting there in July of 2020, right after George Floyd. Mm. And, you know, there wow. were so many amazing people there, too, who were coming. Really, this was their first time. It was so crazy because that is George Floyd happened right before the pandemic. Then there was the pandemic. And so it was like all of these people from Minnesota who were coming to do their first job since <laughs> all of this stuff had happened. And it was so important for people to just get together and say, like, okay, we can work together. We are going to be representative of the fact that we're not going to let this country go into pieces here. Mm. And that also just was such a strong feeling on our set. That That's like good. We were working together and that it was there was not going to be any sort of hate. And that it was going to be all love. All love, okay. And that's why it's so good to have people like you in the industry to represent us, to show that it is all love. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we come... From love, that's what we do. So, what is next? You know what? 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 what you got? I mean, not to take the shine away from Paulie Go. Yeah. You know, Paulie Go. Well, what's <laughs> what's <laughs> funny is that you made the comment about it's not a black movie. The next movie <laughs> is a black movie. <laughs> yes, uh, but no, yeah, no. <laughs> which is super exciting. Okay, I mean, I'm just so. So proud. So I just got back. I said I just got back from New York. From New York, right. I just got back from Florida. I was in Florida doing the exact same thing. I was on set with another client. His name is Aaron Inman. He is phenomenal, just as Andy Nackness. Aaron is phenomenal. Um, So talented. He wrote a film, and the name of that is Shepard. Okay. And uh, the lead in this film is Julian Gant. Look up Julian. This man is talented. That man. He is just like so great. Julian is actually um, currently on a TV show. He's on Call Me Cat. He was on Good Girls. Um, and just, I think I've like, seen his, that name. Yeah, his star is rising. Okay, uh, rising black the other star. Lead is, uh, her name is Israel Coleman. And Israe is my girl. She's <laughs> amazing. She's in L.A. Julian's in L.A. And this movie is like, I just, I'm so excited. Like, really? it's, it's going to be so good. So, Shepard, yes, Shepard, we just shot that. And now. Are y'all done post, with it? Or? Yeah, so it's in, post, it's in post-production. Wow. It's in the editing phase right now. My boy working, y'all. My boy is working. Yes, Shepard, get excited. I'm excited for your future. I am so excited about, you know, what what you got going on. I'm so happy for you, for real. Because, again, you've been through it. And you've seen, Uh, you know, you've seen some things, you know what I'm saying? And the seeds, you come out, you know, and, and... What's the word? Come out gold. You know what I'm saying? And oh. and doing your thing. I'm so proud of you. I think that is absolutely, um, you know, beautiful. You know, because 
when I get into it for real, I got somebody to call, y'all. You know, y'all ain't got nobody to call, but I you do. My you boy. Do. We always need experts. <laughs> I mean, you guys will be your start. <laughs> when you do but. something in Atlanta, you know, I ain't trying to come. I ain't trying to fly. It's like a plan. But no, it is really good to know people in high places. I ain't even gonna lie, cause that's where my boy is going. Oscars, okay? I see it. Okay. Red, right. Grammys Freaks. and red carpets. You know Manifest. what I'm saying? Manifest. Hello? I mean, for real, that's the ultimate goal, right? I mean, you're not yes, doing this is. production stuff to get invited to my house, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's the, you know, that's the lesson in all of this, or like, you know, one of them too, is that what you're saying is so right and important is that there's there's been times where you know I think in our community it's hard for us to say that what we actually want mm-hmm. um, or to believe that these right things are believe in these things to for it to be possible right? yeah but it is what I want and what we want is to win an Oscar to be recognized a Tony song in my voice yeah, okay, yeah, totally you know yeah. even if you know in you know even Polly Go and you know, it be these little small films people don't think, you know, it's like it's a good film. You can't take away the fact that it's not a great film. These films that win are, you know, some be bad, some other ones be better that could have won, but they all still are good films. And that's <laughs> what it looks like you are after, making a good film, yes. a great film, you know, yes. from beginning to end. And then, you know, the ultimate goal after that will be the award. You know, the award show and all that. But, you know, I I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if you don't get, you know, if you don't, you know, you're going to at least be invited to that thing. I know that. <laughs> you're going to be on that copy one of the days. I already know it because, you you know, that, that, that was just in our destiny. I ain't even going to lie. It just really was from how we was doing things, especially how you were, you know, you've been doing it for a long time, so. Yes. It is definitely, it's definitely gonna pay off. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna take up too much of your time, because, you know, we could talk all day, but let's just, you know, I mean, I got a couple more questions for you, and then, you know, we'll go from there. So, you know, I already, we, we got into the how you got in the music, I mean, the movie industry, how you you know, maneuvered your way around everything you got going on, what you got going on next, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know, what is your favorite film? Oh, my. <laughs> um, you know, it's not a hard question. I mean, it's been my favorite for a long time. It's Jerry Maguire. Okay. <laughs> oh, I get it. I know. I get Good it. Old Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Jerry Maguire. Okay. Because he was an agent. When he, so like, he was an agent. Well, the funny part about that movie is he starts as a sports agent, and what does he become, Joy? I, I don't be mad. I never watched Terry McGuire. Oh, <laughs> I now ain't a big Tom Cruise fan. He kind of short. You gotta see Jerry Okay, but what did he, he become? He's an agent, and he becomes a manager. Oh, <laughs> and he becomes Cuba Gooding Jr.'s manager. Okay, all right. He believes, he believes fully in Cuba and that, like, he can help Cuba's career because Cuba has a failing career and he, but he knows that Cuba Cuba got it. It's talent. Right, talent. That's the word. Yeah. Talent. And and that's another thing. How do you know? I mean, you've been in industry. I mean, I've never even heard this before. How do you know talent? Good talent, though. You know, like. You know, I think it's like, well, you've got to be blessed as I am with tape. <laughs> oh, yes. Hello. <laughs> you know, if you got tape, you know when you see talent. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know. Evan Stinson. Evan You know when you eat some good fried chicken and when you eat some not good fried chicken? <laughs> That's true. Like, you got to have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Not yeah. sometimes, so, all the time. I mean, that is really, I. there's no way for me to necessarily, like, articulate it other than, like, I feel like I know, I know when someone is a, able to tell a good story, when they, when they are able to look at their own self, they can, like, and they're not, they're not going to sugarcoat or, um, they're not going to sugarcoat, but they're also going to be authentic and intentional in the way that they come or go about letting you 
know what they want you to understand about, about them, them or there. about a character or about a story. And okay. I think that that is how I, for whatever reason, have been able to look at talent. I also think that the people that I work with and that I look at as talented are people who live pretty much in a very authentic way in general. It's like, mm. if, I, if I, I, I'm not usually attracted to people even in, like, life that I don't think are honest or who are, who I feel like are lying to me. Gotcha. That's tight. That, that's deep. You look, that, that got, you got real acting deep. <laughs> you got real theatrically deep right there. Cause I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the word for talent to me is transparent. That's, that's what. And how you said, like, I don't even want to be around. I want to say be around, but I don't even want to, you know, look at it. Any other type of way. I, if you're not authentic with how you live your life, I don't yeah. see it for you. I like yeah. that. Look, I yeah, must, I must be, I must be a little talent. Look, you heard me right there. I must be a little talent because, you know, I am authentic. Yes, uh, you're full of talent. <laughs> That's why we're here talking. <laughs> I can't stand you. Uh. <laughs> I heard that. But no, but that that's real. I love how you put that. Because I never thought about it that way. And that is, you know, just another way of looking at that. Like, I don't like people like like that either. I, I would say keeping it real. You know, you yeah. just said it in a more, you know, That's... deeper transitional way. But, yeah, if you're not keeping it real with me, I can't keep it real with you. That's basically what you said, but you just said it so eloquently. So, uh... <laughs> I love that. So, look, Larnell, I mean... What keeps you going? This is my last question. What keeps you going, like, in this field? Because you could have been knocked down, laid to the side. You know, they done had you get coffee. And you could have, they had you walk to juniors. (laughs) (laughs) You could have said hell to the gnaw a long time ago. You've been raised, you know, you know, money. You, you ain't out here. You don't have to do none of the stuff you're doing. But I guess you're being true to yourself. But what keeps you going? Like, what keeps you doing this? You know, it's unbelievable to me that I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Is <laughs> that I don't think I'm good at anything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know? Truth. So, the truth hurts. <laughs> yeah. Sure, if I went and tried to get a job at McDonald's today, they'd fire me after an hour. So, I, you know, just think that I found what I'm good at. Wow. Um, and that keeps me going. Oh, my God, y'all. You heard it first. and But that's real, y'all. You heard it first. You better find what you like to do and what, because he's doing good at it, you know, and. Sometimes we be out here at McDonald's mad. That's why you're at McDonald's <laughs> mad. You know what I'm saying? Cause... Yeah, and that's the other thing. If you're at McDonald's and you're mad, it's like, what makes you happy? Go do that. Right, right. You know, that's true. Even if you have to start at the mail room. Exactly. And work your way on up. Yes, because you actually are going to make less in the mail room than you will at McDonald's. I would say <laughs> But but it's but but it was the authentic learning that the experience, you know what I'm saying? The context. All yes. that come into play. Yes. It was worth more than a McDonald's check. One hundred percent. And I have to say, you know, now that we're talking about that, I didn't say that when I was talking about the mailroom job. I left so when I decided to go and work in the mailroom, I was actually working in fashion in New York City. And I was making good money. Um, so I left a job where I was doing well. I was living that New York City life, going out to dinner, <laughs> going out with friends, had a nice apartment, all of it. And I was like, but this is not my passion. It's not what I want to do. It's not what I'm good, good at. at. Right. <laughs> you was average at in the fashion to see like, like, yeah. you know, like, cause you're not, it's not like you're the best dresser. You, you got your style. You know, but it's not like you, some of these Africans, some of these people, they be dressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you know, but you, you got your style. You know what I'm saying? But I, I get what you're saying. You're more, I see you doing this more. I see you, you know, with your top hat and your little smoking thing and being like with a cane. I see you oh, as okay. over well, here in Hollywood. Yeah, I see you doing this more. Not, I don't see you in fashion at all. No, yeah. no, no, no. Well, and once again, like what we talked about earlier too is that in fashion too, I understand we all do that it's a business. And I was like, I'm not interested in the business of fashion. I watch The Devil Wears Prada. I don't know if you did. <laughs> I, like, I don't care that much about it. Like, about the, this, this, these club garments that much. Exactly. Right. I, like, I just like the cool, you know, hat. I like the cool glasses. I like the cool <laughs> shoes. But I don't need the history. Um, but for, like, what I do now, I really do care. Like, right. like oh, I do want to know why how they made this movie or how they made that TV show and what goes into it and, like, what, like, you know, the logistics are and how to, like, continue on in this journey and in this career. And so that's what I think we can all ask ourselves is, like, what do I care about and what am I good at? Okay, one more question. I said that was my last question, but I got to ask you this. <laughs> I got, you know, the people going to want me to ask you this. Now, financially. Yes. <laughs> Be- <laughs> <laughs> being in this industry. Uh-huh. I mean, is it one of those situations where the you you got to put in to get some out or is it 100%? <laughs> okay. I think that that's also a big big part of this. Is that like you've got to be able you've got to be willing to take a risk. You've got to be willing to bet on yourself. Okay. Bet on yourself. Bet on your clients, bet on the people, once again, that you feel are living authentically and that you're working with authentically. It's like if you believe truly that you're doing something that you are good at, you've got to be willing to say to yourself, you know, I may, like I said, once again, the problem solving, all of it, it's a slow to me process. So if you're in, if you're in a situation where you're looking for something to happen fast, you're looking for quick money, this is not for you. Okay. That makes sense. No, because some people, oh, I want to make a movie. And you know what I mean? People have heard say that. And and just listening to this hour-long podcast of how you explain making a movie, I don't want to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean yeah. I, I would want to be on the talent set. Now that you explain, yeah. I don't want to do nothing you just said. I don't want to screenwrite. I don't want to look... I don't want to yeah, work it out. You know, it it doesn't seem, now that you explain it, the, the the Oscars look like, I see why they be looking like how they look on that red carpet. Because it seems like it's a lot. that, And it's so many people. It's like, yeah. you know, like C's and C's of people. But I see why, because it's so many people that, you just name like 20 people that all going into one film. And you oh, didn't even yeah. got into, okay. you know, yeah, probably casting and yeah. and I mean, costumes. Yeah, that is just crazy. That's a lot. It's a but I'm but again, I'm I'm so glad that you found your passion because I'm loving Polly Go. You know, Shepherd is coming out soon. Yeah, and then you, I know you're gonna be on some more stuff. How do people get in contact with you and you know see yeah. your films? You know, all that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm old school, so I'm not big on the social media. So honestly, they can just email me. I heard that, and that is like Larnell F. Larnell at gmail. as in Foster. Larnell F at gmail dot com. And y'all, you know, I'm gonna post that information on my page as well. So if you ever want to get in contact, you know, you may want to shoot my man a script. You know. Sure. He's the man. He's the movie man. I mean, this is my first producer or movie producer, everything. Not TV producer. Movie producer, y'all. My man is doing it, and he's going to be doing even bigger things. So check him out. Larnell, again, I thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. You know, and y'all, thank y'all for listening to Backstage with Joy Lee. I'll be right back with my list. And so glad. Oh my goodness, you guys, you guys understand. Let me and him go back like Pat Sajak. I'm trying to tell Uh, (laughs) y'all. But y'all, thank y'all for listening. Be right back.
Yeah.